Hey there, this is Therese Skelly, and I am so excited that you are going to be listening to an episode of the Fiercely Brilliant Podcast. Do you like those two words? Fiercely Brilliant. My hypothesis is that you are here for a reason. We all are. Our souls have led us on journeys that have very often taken some twists and turns, and sometimes it's not pretty. Sometimes there's struggle, and there's loss, and there's challenge, and in the middle of that, there's always a way out, and it's those times that often lead us into our great life and work. So you're going to hear stories in these episodes of myself and other beautiful people that share the journey. They share how they got to the place where they're standing, working in their brilliance, and being the powerful leaders that they are. So stay tuned and enjoy this episode. Hey, 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 this is another episode of the Fiercely Brilliant Podcast with Therese Skelly. And these shows are designed to highlight how to express your brilliance in the world, how to take the God-given mission that's in you or the God-given thing you're supposed to do in the world and do it fully. And so sometimes it's just me, sometimes it's cool guests, and I'm so excited to bring my guest on today. This is Tembe Becca. And actually, I was a guest of Tembe's on her podcast. And when we chatted, I was like, I have to know you. Like, you're so freaking cool. I have to know you and I have to expose my people to you. So it took a while. It's been a few months and we're trying to, we're trying to date and it hadn't happened for a while. We finally got something on the calendar. So I'm super excited that you're here with us and Tim, very welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Therese. Mm -hmm. First of all, because you have a beautiful business. Like we all say we want to make a difference, but you the heart of your business is something that's so cool. So tell us what you do and how you do it in the world. Absolutely. Thank you. I have a virtual assistant business. So for anybody looking for a VA, we have a business. However, it's different in the sense that we train women in Africa, mostly from abused relationships and disadvantaged mm. backgrounds. And we teach them how to be virtual assistants. And so once they train as virtual assistants, we connect them with jobs in North America. That is so cool. How did you how did you get started in that? Because obviously you're not from here. So are you are you from North Africa? Where are I'm, you from? I'm from Africa. Africa. Okay. Yeah, I'm from Africa, but I live in Canada. Canada uh, yeah. How did I get started? I actually took a trip to Zimbabwe a few years back, and okay. during that trip, I kind of saw very smart, intelligent, brilliant women who were suffering, like either they were stuck in abusive relationships or they couldn't support their families or something was happening. And I remember like a particular story of this woman who had committed suicide because she couldn't put food on the mm -hmm. table for her kids. And so all those things was like, this is something I can do. Like there's absolutely wow. something I can do to help these women. So I came back to Canada. I stayed and I was in the thinking phase, you know, how we do it. Yeah. You're like, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. And then finally, whoops, the thought came. I'm like, I'm going to teach them how to make money online because mm -hmm. I was creating this income online. And I thought I could teach them because they had skills. These women are brilliant. Mm -hmm. And I said, I'm going to teach them the exact thing I am doing right now. Okay. So I went back to Zimbabwe and I took a trip, like a long trip. And I said, I'm going to go there and I'm just going to teach them everything I know. And I got there and I hit my first roadblock. I realized these women didn't care about putting on a landing page and starting <laughs> to other people. They wanted money and they wanted it tomorrow. And they didn't have the confidence to believe that they could sell their products to somebody in North America. Right. They didn't have that. 
And I realized that they were just where they were and where I was was quite different because I thought, okay, they should be the same like me, but no, they were not the same. Mm. And so I said, okay, so what am I going to do? Maybe I should teach them what I've taught other people who work for me, how to be virtual assistants. I had trained two VAs and I was like, I can just teach them that. I can teach them how to be VAs. Easy peasy. And I did that. And I, and I started that and it took such a long process. I ended up staying there for almost half a year and teaching them how to be virtual assistants. And when the training was done, I gave them resources and said, there you go, go get a job, get started, get hired. You guys can do this. A few months later, nobody was hired. No. And I was like, what is going on? Yeah. And I started asking them, they're like, there's no jobs. They don't hire in Zimbabwe. And I'm like, what do you mean? I've hired everywhere. Why wouldn't people yeah. everywhere? And they said, we apply. The moment they see Zimbabwe, they don't even hire us. I'm like, oh my goodness, that is, that is weird. And I started digging deeper into that. Yeah. And I realized that it had nothing to do with their location. It had nothing to do with who they are. It was the mind. <laughs> yes. Right. They right. didn't believe anybody could hire them. Yeah. Oh. And because they didn't believe that, as they put out their applications, you could smell that. You could sense that in the mm. application. Mm-hmm. You could even, and most of them were not even applying, actually. I, and I found out this later. Most of them were not even applying. And so I was like, maybe I need to start an agency. And wow. that's how it all started. I started an agency and I started working with them and it's been a process. It's mm-hmm. been a process, Therese. There's still that unbelief. Like we put yeah. out an application, uh, a job and say, apply. And we've trained 84 women and usually we get mm-hmm. about two to three applications. I mean, That's we've hired crazy. a lot of them, but still, there's still that confidence. Yeah. So how do you make sense of that, that mindset that can't even see because you're coming in going, it's doable. I can do it. I can show you how. And they just can't see it. How do you make sense of that? You know, it was shocking for me because these women I train are brilliant. They're very mm-hmm. smart. Yeah. And so for me to see that, to see how a brilliant woman who has the world really on her plate yeah. can be anything and do anything, not even having the confidence to put out an application. Yeah. To me, that was shocking. That was the first shock. And then as I went on, I just realized that there's a lot of core values and core beliefs that have been built in us as we grow up, whether Mm -hmm. it's you or it's me. And it really takes a lot of convincing. It's not a Mm three-month course that's going to do that. It's a lot of work. You have to do inner work among yourself and inside yourself to say, who am I? And to believe and have somebody believe in you. Mm -hmm. And the way we have done it actually with this is we have hired almost everybody who has applied Mm -hmm. and, and we have tried to encourage them and to build them up. Just try during the meetings, we have monthly meetings where I try to, to build them up to kind of give them the confidence Mm -hmm. that they can Mm -hmm. do it. And that's really what it takes. Like just But doesn't it build on itself? Like they'd have one little success and then, you know what I mean? That's, that, that's what we got to start somewhere, right? And yeah, so, you got to start somewhere. So the fact that they got a job, yeah. they're getting paid in US dollars, right. that's a success. Absolutely. That is the biggest success. That's like a right. big step to get started. Yeah. That kind of starts building their confidence. Wow. And sometimes they are so far deep. And this is something I have learned as I grow. Sometimes they are so far deep that 
no matter what you do, mm-hmm. there's really not, you're going to try, it's going to take years and years I know. I know. and years to, to get to that healing. Yeah. These are women who have maybe had challenges with being told you are not enough growing up, your parents calling you, you're stupid, you know, mm-hmm. things like that. Cause it's normal where I grew up from. It's normal to be called that by your parents. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's a big deal. And so you start believing those right, words and right. you start believing what people say about you. Right. And when you start believing what people say about you, unfortunately, that just takes away every little inch yeah. of doubt you have. You know, I say to some of my clients, it's like, it's like here's the starting line. Yeah. You're like six blocks behind. Like you're not even up at the starting line and we got to do all the work to get you even to go, now it's I can start. It's it is shocking. You know what? It's not just Africa. Like I, there. Yeah. There are, there are people that have worked with me for years just on uncovering those core things. And it, it's like, it, it's heartbreaking because you and I can see their brilliance and it's like, ah, but they can't. Yeah. So. Yeah. And if someone had told me about this, about women in Zimbabwe, and I can only talk about women in Zimbabwe, um, but if somebody had told me this about women in Zimbabwe, maybe two years ago, I would have probably punched them in their face because I was convinced these women were confident. I was convinced we were really? brilliant. I was convinced yeah. they were smart. I was, and I'm still convinced that they're brilliant, smart. Yeah. But when it comes to, to confidence, they some, and they don't see it. They believe they are very confident, but they You're don't. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's, so, it's really sad. So I, again, it's, it, that's a universal problem. It is a universal problem. So how did you get to be this like, my gosh, I could just travel to another country and start off. (laughs) Like, 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 did you ever, because usually we are sometimes in some ways parallel to the people we work with. Was there ever a time in your life that you didn't feel as confident or you didn't know that you had the capacity to do the amazing work that you're doing now? Or did you just come out of the room kicking like badass that you are, right? I have always (laughs) been overconfident. (laughs) About myself. I've always been confident. But you know, let me just say this. No matter how confident you are on the outside or how confident you look on the outside, there's always inner doubt in each yeah, and every absolutely. one of us. Absolutely. There's always that inner doubt to say that. But really how it came about is because I had I was in an abusive relationship many, many years ago. Mm-hmm. And so really when this story, I had the story of this girl, it reminded me of a situation where I almost committed suicide myself. And I was like, I don't want this to happen. I can't believe it's still happening 20 years later. Something which happened to me 20 years ago is still happening in this present day. And I was like, I have to stop this. So it really was kind of a journey of trying to change the tembis Mm -hmm. of the future, trying to change my life to kind of direct so that, I mean, I was fortunate enough that I was able to get out of it and move away. But what of that girl who died and what of other people who keep dying and who keep being stuck in those abusive situations? So it really was more like a self-reflection of what had happened to me before. Do you have a belief, Tembi, that things happen to us so we can prevent and be a light for other people? Do you believe that? You know what? You don't believe that until it starts happening. And you don't want to believe that when it's happening. You don't want to believe that it's happening. Like, for what? I'm supposed to be this. I'm serving somebody by going through this hell. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But it, it's so true. Um, everything that happens to us happens for a reason. And I believe right. we're brought to the universe for a reason. Every single thing. Yeah. It's good to be even missing your bus going to work today. Right. Absolutely. 
crashing and there is a reason for it. Yeah. There is a, and you know, talking about this actually, Therese, I just thought of the time I had an accident. I was working at the hospital mm-hmm. and I had gone to Seattle and I crashed into a car. That actually was a turning point. I didn't see that as a turning point. Now yeah. that I think about it, it was a turning point because I was working in, um, it's called the cath lab where you have to wear those heavy mm-hmm. things for operation, like an operation room where you have to have yeah. to, those heavy dresses so that um, the x-rays don't get to you. And because of that, I couldn't, it was a nice job. It was an eight to four job, but I mean, I didn't like my boss. That's one thing, but also <laughs> that heavy thing started weighing on me and yeah, crushed yeah. my back. Oh, right. And because of that, I really had to find a way out of the hospital. Uh-huh. And when I think of the journey, it really kind of started there. That is so interesting. Yeah. yeah. And look at where, where yeah. it is now. Mm-hmm. So one is the, is the, everything happens for us, not yeah. to us. Right. No. But I, I love the parallel, right? So you were that woman 20 years ago. You heard the story of another woman, like, oh my God, that could have been me. But how, because I think there's a lot of people out there listening to me that like, I really want to make a difference. I want to do something, but then they let themselves talk themselves out of their dreams. And you, bigger than most people I interview, you have a big ass thing here. <laughs> you're on a different continent, right? Like you, you really, like you are, I think the ripple of this, imagine those 84 women and the impact that they have in their communities with their children. I mean, you really are just making a difference. How do, how does one not give up on their dreams when they seem so big and you, you and you had some quote failures, like the women didn't get it, right? So like you pour it in. And so how do you not give up or keep going on your dreams? What would you tell people? Because I think that's an inspiration in this. I think the most important thing is to remind yourself of your why, to remind yourself mm-hmm. of the people who you want to change, whose lives you want to change. And I think that's really what helped me. I, I, I would love to say this was like a linear path where I, I was in this situation <laughs> and boom, now I'm helping these women who are in this situation. Are. No, yeah. it took me 20 years. Oh, actually, maybe 15 years to even <laughs> finally get to that. And you know what helped me? It was taking that trip to Zimbabwe. Really? Because I started seeing that. I was like, oh my goodness, it opened my eyes. It yeah. just opened a lot of things for me to realize how fortunate I was. And I think that's one thing which we lack in, in North, actually everywhere in the world, really, mm-hmm. where we don't connect with ourselves 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody who was homeless 20 years ago, they never think of going to right. a homeless shelter to right, right, right. You know, things like that. So when you do that, when you start thinking, okay, I, I want to help homeless people and maybe you have a vision, but you kind of just throw it away. Yeah. The first thing I say is revisit your former self, revisit wow. the homeless shelter yeah. and just talk to those women who are in the homeless. Yeah. Just find out what exactly is going on in their lives. You know, and you'll mm-hmm. be surprised how much that will draw you closer to your dream. And, and even reading books, I'm going through this book, uh, which was recommended to me. It's called uh, The Men's Search for Meaning. I think. Oh, yeah. I read that a bunch of years ago. That was so you powerful. Know, yesterday, oh I was yeah, I was listening to it, and I was so lazy to go for a walk. And I hear this guy in my ear saying, we were so skinny, we could brag. And I learned during that process in Auschwitz that a man can, can, can survive anything. Mm-hmm. And just listening to that made me realize, I am complaining that I can't go for a walk because I haven't cooked dinner. (laughs) What if I don't eat dinner tonight? I mean, if this guy could survive so many days without sleep, 
Yeah. You know, and he said an example, and I want to share this with your audience. He said an example of, we have these beliefs that I can't sleep when somebody's snoring next to me. <laughs> I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't go on video when I don't have my makeup. I right. He said something like, there is nothing a man cannot do. That's so beautiful. There is nothing a man cannot do. And this applies to everybody listening right now. There is nothing you cannot do. You'll be surprised how you'll fall asleep next to a snoring lioness to you when you're tired, when sleep comes in. You'll be surprised the things you can be able to do. And we have this overinflation of thinking, oh my God, I'm not going to survive. Oh my God, this is going to happen to me. And there's so many things. We have so much resilience in us. Yeah. But we don't just push ourselves. Just, just give yourself that. that opportunity. Love that. Be pushed by that resilience. Well, we've gotten kind of soft, right? We're all yeah. like, oh, that would be uncomfortable. I shouldn't do that. And, and I'm, I'm the queen of Kush. Like, I get it. I get it. <laughs> but I love, that you, I love the inspiration you're bringing. So kind of this is sort of summarizes, for you to go to Zimbabwe, was that a, I'm going on a philanthropic trip? Or was it just a, I want to go and then spirit led you somewhere? Like, because what you said is, I said yes to that trip. And so there's obviously some guidance that you were following. So, so the, first, the first trip, it was just to see my family. Oh, okay. And then the second, it was actually for a wedding, I should say, not mm-hmm. my, but for, for a wedding. And then the second trip that when I went back to say, okay, this is it, I am going. I, I felt like I had been put here in Canada for a reason. Really? I felt like there was a bigger reason for me. And there's a reason why I was chosen. Mm. And it was my duty at that time to go and fulfill that reason. And I have to say, I was also at a space where I feel like I had achieved everything, ticked the boxes, go to school, graduate, have a good job, buy a house, buy a car, you know, those kind of things. Mm -hmm. I feel like I had ticked those boxes. And I was at a space where I still felt that void and emptiness. Uh. And going to Zimbabwe just filled it for me. Uh, it just cool story. it felt like that gap was just filled. I was the happiest. I didn't have running water for days, a week, but I was the happiest because that void had been filled. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of us have that void in us mm-hmm. where you're feeling like maybe you're not even achieving the success you or maybe you have the success and you you've reached everything you've but taken it's not enough the there's but something it's not more. enough yeah yeah and taking a trip to africa is something that really could could revive that you know so let me ask you i am sure there were people in your world that said uh you're crazy <laughs> like what you know so you got the calling you went but then there's the dream stealers and how did you handle people that told you you were nuts or were worried about you. You know, they weren't maybe malicious, but maybe they were just nervous for you. How did you handle that? Because it's very easy to get pushed back from those kinds of things. Uh, when I moved to Canada at first, I only had $5 in my pocket. And so moving back to Zimbabwe, I had more than $5. <laughs> <laughs> and a return ticket. <laughs> Two things. <laughs> more than You're five bucks large. There we go. Ticket. So that was my really, everybody who say this, I was like, what do you mean? Yeah. I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be great. I came yeah. here with five bucks. I'm going back with more than five bucks. I will yeah. be perfect. So I had this confidence. I think my confidence just eliminated all the doubts people had about me. I had this confidence that 
I always look at the glass half full. Like I, I am the type of person who sees possibility, even when it's not possible. Yeah. Like oh. I, I had this overzealousness that yeah. it was going to be perfect. I'm going to train a thousand women within a few months and life is going to be perfect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I think that naivety helped me. Hey, that whatever it takes. Because, you know, I think sometimes we get like, but I have to know all the details and I have to, and cause you hit some adversity. Some things didn't work. It would have been easy to say these, these women are incapable. Like you, you could have bought into their bullshit. You could have bought into, and what I hear is you lift them up because of your fierceness. This whole thing's like fiercely brilliant. Like you brought your fierce brilliance and you were like, no women, you will elevate. And the ones that are, are joining are joining, right? Yeah. Some probably, some probably they're like, that's a crazy woman. I don't want nothing to do with her. Right. They, they stay away from you. But it's yeah. that one woman showing up being fiercely brilliant. Look at the difference. What a role model. Yeah. yeah, I think it's very important. I love what you said about just showing, just that one person showing yeah. up. Yeah. And that's really what your people are waiting for, whoever's mm-hmm. listening right now. Because we have this thing of hiding. And it's so easy, mm-hmm. so easy to just hide behind mm-hmm. the floor and not be seen. But imagine where we would be if Gandhi had decided to hide, exactly. if Nelson exactly. Mandela had decided exactly. to hide, if people like Oprah had decided to hide. You know, when you think of all these world changers who stepped out of their comfort zone and said, mm-hmm. we're going to do this, <sighs> whatever it takes. Yeah. And you could be the next person who does that. I think we need to get out. And really, it's not really getting out of your comfort zone, but getting out of that self. I call it being selfish. And mm-hmm. I know that might not be a right word, but thinking about yourself mm-hmm. instead of thinking mm-hmm. about other the audience, right. the people you could right. impact. Because you have a skill. You have, like you're starting this podcast. Imagine how many people you're going to impact mm-hmm. just by this podcast exactly. alone. Imagine. Right. And you could just sit in your cocoon and say, you know what? I'm happy. I'm comfortable. Right. I am not sharing my message. Yeah. But just one person, if you could save one person's life by sharing your message and getting out of your cocoon, imagine how much more impact you can have in the world. If I had a mic, I would do yes, a mic drop for you. That was so, so well stated. And I love, I love that that's who you are. I love that you've lived this. You're the most beautiful example of this. And you call my audience out. So gloves listen to Tembe. Like you inspire me. That's why I wanted to have you come on and talk about this. We can do better. We can do better. We are too freaking cushy. Um, and that's not finger pointing. I'll do this, right? We can all make more of a difference. We can all move past our fear or discomfort. I um, mean, if Victor Frankl can do what he did and survive, I can survive a night of, and you can go for a walk without making dinner. I can be like, oh, I didn't sleep. Oh, you know, I need to watch a reality show. You know what I mean? Like, no, no, get over ourselves. Tap into, that was what you said, tap into the mission, tap into the person you're supposed to serve. Oh, you're so yummy. I want to spend more time with you. <laughs> but, and I'm sure my viewers will want to spend more time with you as well. So two things, where can they find you? And then I think you have a gift for them. So that's a cool thing. Yes, so- I do. I have a gift and this might not be for everyone, but I encourage you to go get that gift because once you get the gift... I share stories. Like recently, I just shared a personal story, very vulnerable. And so I share stories once you join the email list through that gift. The gift is called How to Professionally Work with a Virtual Assistant. And this is basically how to support these women in Zimbabwe. And you can go to virtualstuffondemand.com slash Therese. 
virtualstuffondemand.com slash Therese to get this gift. And as I said, that will get you into my mailing list where I share a lot of stories, not just about virtual assistants, mm -hmm. but about really life, mm. everything in life, everything in, in general. Nice. So, nice. I got to sign up. You inspire me. And that link will be in the show notes. So really quickly, is there anything, I mean, you drop so many wisdom bombs, but is there one more thing in there? Anything else that you just really, really, really want to say before we wrap up? All I can say is just get started. The get world started. is waiting for you. <laughs> just get started. I totally have a girl crush on you, Tembe. I, really <laughs> I love your heart. I love your mission. I'm honored to get to bring you to my bigger audience and, and thanks for your work. Like I'm, I'm glad you listened to the call and have followed that crazy brilliance of yours. So gang, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I feel free to leave comments below and reach out. Like if, if something touched you, if you're taking new action, if you're inspired as a result of this wake up call, right? This challenge, let us know. You can reach Tembe. All the links will be below and you can message me. In the meantime, peace and blessings. Much love. Bye now. So how was that? I am sure you learned as much as I did and have had a wonderful experience with my fabulous guest today. So these are some next steps. If you are interested in just connecting more deeply with me and the community of women I hang out with, go to Facebook. I've got an amazing group called Fierce AF Women in Business because you know what? I, I don't want you to just be a little here. I want you to be fiercely here and hey, make it fiercely AF. And so go to Facebook, check out Fierce AF Women in Business with Therese Kelly. I would love to see you there. And if you like this episode, drop a review. That's super helpful. That way more people can get exposed to the wisdom and the teaching you heard today. Thank you so much. Bye.